0: Hey friends, this episode is for you if you are new to sourdough, whether you have already made the decision of, okay, I'm going to make sourdough. I want to do it. I just don't know where to start. Or maybe you're kind of like on the fence of like, I don't know if I should get started. I don't even, I don't, I don't know what all goes into it. Maybe you're a little bit intimidated because for some reason, sourdough has gotten this rap that it is just, it's hard. And It's not hard. (laughs) You can have good and bad days with sourdough. I think that's one of the things where sourdough sometimes can just like throw a fit. But for the most part, making sourdough is not hard once you just understand the basics of it. So I have a couple other episodes. If you wanna listen to them about sourdough, I will put the um, episode numbers in the show notes so you can go back and listen to them. But if you want to go back and listen, it is episode 174, which is Sourdough Baking 101, and episode 175, which is just a Q&A about um, sourdough. I do both of these episodes with my friend Claire Fagan, who is... She's the one who taught me how to do sourdough. So um, we just answer all those questions for you and go over the basics of sourdough. But this episode, I'm really just breaking it down to super simple not going to be a long episode at all just so you know and I'm also going to make a blog post out of this so if you rather not listen or if you want to listen and then go back and actually follow the steps and relook at things on a blog post I'm going to put the link in the show notes for the blog post as well. I'm Miranda Lee and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. All right, so step number one for making sourdough or just getting into sourdough, it is getting a sourdough starter. So. Some people don't know what that is so a sourdough starter is basically all the like active bacteria and yeast um that make and create and ferment your sourdough so you think of um if you think of just regular bread like just bread you buy from a store maybe you've made your own bread regular bread before it has yeast right and that's the rising agent in the bread where for sourdough, we don't just use like an activated yeast. We use a sourdough starter, which is fermented and has um, a bunch of different good bacterias. And it has its own yeast in there too. And it really goes through the fermentation process in your bread. And that's what helps it rise as well. Um, so it's just two different you know two different ways to make bread so if you want to make sourdough you need a sourdough starter and there's two different types of sourdough starters that you can buy um or maybe get from a friend or maybe you already have one but if you don't have one yet there are two different types of starters you can get an activated starter an activated wet sourdough starter so that is going to be you know already wet um, you would know if, it, if your sourdough starter was wet. So it's like already looks like kind of, um, kind of like doughy, but like more watered down. Um, so that would be like the activated wet one. That one is like ready to take the next step, right? Like you're ready to start baking with it um, either right away if it's fed um, or maybe in the next 12 to 24 hours if you, if you fed it. Um, I'll get into that in a second too. Uh, but then there's, um, the kind of the deactivated, dried, dehydrated, uh, sourdough starter. Um, this is a starter that I sell because it is just, everything's kind of dormant. It is just dried and just sitting in a bag ready to be reactivated. Um, I have, you know, I have this as well, where if something were ever to happen to like my wet activated sourdough starter, which almost happened to me the other day where I was like, oh no, my starter's gone. Um, I thought I ruined it, uh, that you can just reactivate this dried starter. So, you know, dried starters are like easier to ship, um, which is why I sell the dried starters. Um, way I can ship it to you guys easy. Um, I'll put the link in my show notes as well. If you guys do want to buy, um, some starter from me, I have it at my Etsy shop, Bread Therapy Mama. Um, and that one just takes, uh, a couple extra days to rehydrate, right? So because it is literally like dehydrated, it kind of just looks like, uh, like sand or something. Um, you do have to feed it and rehydrate it for like four to five days before it is active and ready to cook. Um, I do have like step-by-step instructions for that um, if you do buy my deactivated, dehydrated um, sourdough starter. So um, so yeah, there are those two. There's the wet and activated ready sourdough starter, or you can have the dehydrated one as well. Um, either one they work great. They're getting you to the same, the same sourdough starter, right? Uh, but one just takes a couple extra days to get ready. So they're both super easy. So with sourdough starter, what you are going to need to do is feed it. So let's say you already have your wet sourdough starter. Even if you had the, um, the dehydrated one, um, I, like I said, I have the step-by-step instruction so you can get it all ready and rehydrated. Um, once you rehydrate your sourdough starter, you're good to go. Like you don't have to ever rehydrate it again. Like it's, it's ready. So you're going to have, um, let's say like a mason jar with your starter in it. Uh, there are two ways to store your sourdough starter. Um, you can store it on your counter or you can store it in the fridge. When it is stored on the counter, is that it is at room temperature. Um, and you have to feed it every 12 to 24 hours. So when you are feeding your sourdough starter, all you are doing is adding in equal parts flour and water. That way all the bacteria has something to eat and it can stay active and bubbly and happy, right? So when it is sitting in room temperature on your counter, It is super active and it's like eating, 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 and it needs to be fed more often. Like I said, like every 12 to 24 hours. If you are someone who plans to bake like every single day, um, this is what I recommend, keeping it on your counter. If you are like me and you plan on baking, let's say at like most once or twice a week, um, you can put your sourdough starter in the fridge. I've kept my starter in the fridge like without feeding it for like two, maybe three months before, and it's been fine. When your sourdough starter is in the fridge, everything happens a lot slower. So it's eating slower, it's just kind of sitting there. Um, So I recommend, if you don't plan on baking often, putting your sourdough starter in the fridge. When you are ready to use your starter, you will take it out. Um, A lot of times they, they recommend kind of take it out and let it get to room temperature before feeding it. Uh, I really don't, I I don't do that. <laughs> I just, I take it out and I feed it. It will be easier to stir if it's at more of a, like a, if it is not super cold and if it's at room temperature, but it, I guess it depends how much of a rush you're in. So when you are feeding your starter, so let's say you are ready to bake, right? You're like, okay, I want to bake soon. When you take out your starter, it is, not activated. It probably doesn't have any bubbles. It looks flat. You might smell it and it might smell of alcohol. That's totally normal. Um, if it's been in there for, if it's been in your fridge for a really long time, there might bite and there might start to be like some separation where it looks like there's like a layer of like water at the top, um, of your starter. That just means your starter is super hungry and is ready to be fed. Um, you can either scoop that it's called hooch. You can scoop that stuff off, um, or you can just stir it back in. I always stir it back in. I've never like discarded the hooch before the liquid at the top. So if you are ready to start baking, um, you're going to want to feed your starter probably 12 hours before you plan to start baking. So if you want to bake like in the morning, um, I'll feed my starter at night. Um, If you want to start baking maybe in the evening, you know you can feed your starter in the morning. So what I do is I get a scale, a kitchen scale. It makes it so much easier. Please get a kitchen scale. Um, And I'll get a bowl out and I'll put in, let's say 100 grams of my sourdough starter that isn't fed yet, so it's hungry, right? So I put 100 grams of my sourdough starter in there. And then I'm going to add... 100 grams of water i recommend your water is room temperature or maybe maybe a little bit warm you don't want it you don't want it hot um but you don't want it cold either it's going to really slow down the process of your starter eating right um getting activated getting bubbly especially if it's coming from the fridge so room temperature or you can warm it up a little bit just make sure it's not hot Um, So go ahead and put the 100 grams into your starter. Mix it up till it gets like milky. So just the starter and the water, you mix it up, and then you add 100 grams of your um, flour. I recommend unbleached flour. You can just do. um, I just do organic all-purpose unbleached flour. I get this at Costco in the really big bags. It comes in like a pack of two. Um, But yeah, you want quality flour for your starter. Um so yeah then you're gonna mix it up and it's just gonna kinda look like like wet dough. It's not gonna look like anything. Um then you can but put a bowl cover on top or um you know you you want it covered with something but you still want there to be some airflow um if you here's another plug for my etsy shop if you buy my sourdough starter kit on my etsy shop which comes with a mason jar to hold your starter the dehydrated starter um a giant bowl cover for this when you're feeding your um and you're feeding your starter and then a small mason jar cover for when your starter's in the fridge you can use one of those bowl covers that i sewed and you can put it on top um or you can just put like um, like just like a kitchen towel, you know, like a hand towel on top of it. That way there's still like some airflow, but you know, things, flies, bacteria, like that stuff's not getting in there. And you're gonna let it sit until it doubles. We recommend that you, I put we, I say we as like a sourdough bakers of the world. <laughs> we recommend um, putting your sourdough starter somewhere warm. So some people will put it in their oven with the oven light on. You can put it in your microwave and just let it sit there. Um, Depending on how warm my house house is, I'll just put it on the counter. Um, So usually if it's a little warmer, it'll be fed and activated sooner. So keep your eye on it. Normally you want it to double or triple in size, and that's how you know your starter is activated and ready. You can also feed your starter in... um, You can have your starter fed in a mason jar. Just make sure there's enough room for it to double or triple. So let's say, uh, here's, here's a good little hack. Let's say you are feeding your starter and you're putting it in a mason jar. A lot of people will take a rubber band and put that rubber band around your mason jar right where the level of your starter is. And then you'll just let it sit and you'll see where your starter grows to and you can see where the rubber band was. So you're like, okay, this is where my starter was. And you can be like, okay, it's definitely doubled or tripled in size. So once it's done that, then you'll know, um, Hey, my start, my starter is active and bubbly. If you put your, like your spoon in there, it's going to look like kind of stringy as well. That's when you know that your starter is ready to use and you want to bake with it pretty soon like while it's at its peak of bubbliness and um while it's like you know as big as it is so it might take 12 hours it might take like six hours like it really depends so like don't be super firm and strict on like how long it's been like oh it's only been 10 hours like i have to wait till it's 12 hours this is kind of just a ballpark all right like um Like i said i'll feed it before i go to bed when i wake up it might even be a little over 12 hours or um since i fed it but by the time i'm ready to use it like it's don't don't get too crazy on like the time frame like it might be a lot less depending on like how warm your house is um so you know that's why it's just good to know what level it is it started at and then you're like okay like it's doubled it's tripled Um, I think it's ready to start cooking. So once your starter is activated, Tom, let me just sum that up a little bit because I just gave you like 15 minutes of information and I said this episode wasn't gonna be long. All right, so you have your starter, whether it's wet or dry, if your starter is dry, make sure to go through the steps to make it a wet starter. You store your starter in the fridge, that's what I recommend, in the fridge. When you are ready to feed it, you do a one to one to one ratio. For example, 100 grams of your unfed starter from the fridge, 100 grams of water, preferably lukewarm, and 100 grams of flour. You mix it, whether or not in a bowl or in a mason jar. Just make sure there is enough room for it to grow double or triple the size. It might take, um, might take four hours. It might take 12 hours. I usually say, you know, it, if you are going to have to guess. 12 hours, but just keep an eye on it, all right? So now that your starter is active and bubbly and fed, now you can take the next step of baking with it. This is why I think sourdough has the reputation of being difficult or hard. It's just because of that first step of the starter. I always say that the hardest part about sourdough is just understanding the starter, all right? Just understanding it and feeding it and once you just understand it, and you just get get the starter part done, the rest of it um, is pretty straightforward. There might be a couple steps. You know, it might not be just like oh, stir it and throw it in the oven. And you know, it'll take a couple steps, and it'll take like you know a couple hours as well. But um, once you do the starter, everything else is is pretty easy. You just follow the steps. So now you have your activated bubbly starter that is ready to go. Like you're okay. You're ready to start baking you find whatever bread recipe you want to use. If you go to breadtherapymama.com, so my website, I I have blog posts of basically my favorite recipes. So you know I have um I have two I have one sourdough recipe that I that I follow. My friend Claire Fagan's is a great great recipe. So I follow hers. Um I have uh like some sourdough cinnamon roll recipes that I follow as well, I think I have, I think I put two different recipes on there. Um, There's Claire Fagan's, another one. That one's really good. And then there's Farmhouse on Boone. Um, I like that one just because that one's just different. Like you use a KitchenAid mixer if you have one and then, which you don't need, but you know, it just makes life a little easier. And then um, she just kind of has like a quicker step for if you don't want to do that second proof. But Honestly, my favorite is Claire Fagan's recipe. Hers always comes out the best. Um, So, you know, I have that. I have my own um, sourdough focaccia recipe. I'll probably be adding a, um, what's it called? A sandwich bread recipe. Um, But yeah, you just find whatever sourdough recipe, you can even Google if you want, like recipe um, for sourdough bread. But, you know, I have the recipes on my blog, the ones I've tried and that I use. And that are pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, Claire Fagan's best one. It's I I made her sourdough recipe the first time I ever made sourdough and it came out amazing, um, which I guess isn't normal. I guess some people don't have the best first round of sourdough. Her she has a YouTube video and it's just so great. So um, so yeah, you can go on my blog to find the link to that breadtherapymama.com. <clears throat> But all you're gonna need for, let's say it's just regular sourdough, you're just making a loaf, all you need is your starter, bread, water, sorry, your starter, flour, sorry, flour. So, you know, you can use the same flour you used for um, feeding your starter, um, filtered water, and some salt. That's it. That's all you need. So, you will make your bread, you will follow the steps, and that's it so as you can see the the first like 15 minutes of this is all about the starter um and then you just follow the recipe just follow i I recommend doing like maybe a youtube video for your first time just so you can see like how they do the stretch and folds um maybe kind of what it's supposed to look like but do not get discouraged when it comes to um when it comes to sourdough because like i said the starter is just the hardest part um, and it's not even that hard. It's just like, it's just one of those things where you kind of have to feel it out and understand it. Um, and then like, you're good to go. So if you don't have a starter yet, uh, you can go to my Etsy shop, the, uh, the Bread Therapy Mama. I'll have the link in the show notes so you can get a starter. Um, and if you already have a starter, all you need to do is feed it, okay? Um, oh, one more thing I wanted to add about starters. Um, this, this part's important. So I, I just went through this um, like two days ago. I had some starter in my fridge that had been there for I, honestly probably three months. Like it was just sitting there. It had like a thick layer on top of like the hooch. So you know just that clear watery layer and I was going to use it. So when it comes to starter you're going to have a lot of extra because let's say you you feed like the 100 grams of starter you're gonna have a bunch of like starter now and um you're only gonna use a portion of it so the rest of it you know you'll put a little bit in your jar to make sure you have starter for next time but the rest of it you don't need and people normally discard it so just throw it away i keep all of my starter because i will do like discard recipes or i'll just use my starter to make pizza crust it's literally just a hot cast iron pan, you just put like the discard on there um, and then you bake it. And then it's literally the sourdough pizza crust. It's perfect. So I never throw away any of my starter or discard. It's basically the same thing. Um, So I'll just like put it in a jar or a couple jars and just put it in my fridge. So this jar of starter, like I said, was like three months old, hasn't been fed in a really long time. I wanted to bake with it, so I had to take it out to feed it. I fed it. uh, 12 hours later, nothing. It looked the same. This is where you're gonna be like, I ruined my starter. I did what I was supposed to. Like, what's going on? No, you have to remember that starter is so hungry. It hasn't been fed for three months. So if you. Um, if you haven't been fed for three months, you're going to eat more than normal, right? So I had to go through three rounds of feeding the starter. So I would feed it and then, you know, wait a little bit. I didn't wait like the full 12 hours to feed it the second and third time. I probably waited maybe like, I don't know, four to six hours, saw it wasn't bubbling at all. And then I put more flour and water you know equal parts in there stirred it let it sit in a warm place it took me three rounds of feeding it and now it is active and bubbly and alive so um kind of the same goes if you're uh trying to reactivate like a dehydrated starter it that's why it takes um that's why it takes like four to five days to reactivate it because it's (laughs) it's so hungry it doesn't even have water like to survive off of because it's dehydrated so same thing if you've kept your starter in your fridge for a super long time as long as there's like not mold or anything on there and it looks okay um it's it's fine you'll be able to use it it just might take a little extra time to get it reactivated and bubbly and ready to start cooking but all right, that's it. That's the last thing I wanted to throw in there. Just don't get discouraged. And as always, if you guys have any questions, feel free to, um, shoot me an email. This is Miranda Lee at gmail.com. Um, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active of any social media. Um, and my username is at this is Miranda Lee. Um, that stuff will be in the show notes as well. But I'm really excited for you. If you guys do decide to start your sourdough journey, if you want to start and you don't have anything, like I said, go to my Etsy shop, um, the Bread Therapy Mama, and I think it's the Bread Therapy Mama, or you know what, I think it's just Bread Therapy Mama. Um, either way, you'll find me on there, and you can get a sourdough kit. That comes with everything I said before, so it's basically everything that you're going to need. Some recipes... it's one more thing. (laughs) Some recipes are going to say, like, you need, like, these specific tools, like, for making sourdough. Um, Honestly, the only thing I feel like you... That just is kind of a must um, is a Dutch oven. It just it makes really good sourdough. Um, so get a Dutch oven. You don't need like the, the badaton or the band, whatever it's called. Um, like that bowl, you don't need it. You can just use a regular bowl and put a kitchen towel in there, um, and flour the kitchen towel. You'll be fine. You don't need to have like the score or the bench scraper. Like You can use a knife it's not going to be as easy because those tools were made like specifically for sourdough but don't let that like like discourage you or get you away from like starting because you don't need any of those fancy tools you can use other stuff like even the like the dough hook that to stir your sour i never i have one i don't even use it i just use a regular spoon so you don't need anything fancy you guys are good so Go ahead and head over to breadtherapymama.com for any recipes, um, or head to my Etsy shop if you want to get um, if you want to get some sourdough starter or the kit. Otherwise, I will see you in next week's episode. And thank you guys for joining me. Bye. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.